mentors without the benefit of support <laughs> it was very evidently impractical for you to have worn a bra under such a blouse I wondered if surgery had helped sculpt you and imagined cupping you with my hands examining those enticing mounds to discover what if anything a surgeon had done I walked up and spoke to the idiot boy who did not deserve your attention. Hello, Rupert. Are you getting anything from the conference? But it was your eyes I looked and held as I half listened to his wittering response. Uh, hello, Sir John. Yes, actually, it's quite good. There was a pause as I continued to stare into your enchanting eyes, and you began to half smile. Uh, I, 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 you know, uh, I should introduce you. Yes, you should, I said, trying not to return your smile. Uh, Sir John, uh, I'd like you to meet Sarah Weston. Sarah, this is Sir John St. John. His, uh, his investment company is sponsoring the conference. I held out my hand, and you slipped yours, small and vulnerable, into mine. I looked at it, lying in my palm, pale and almost translucent against the deep espresso of mine, utterly in my power to be crushed painfully or tenderly caressed. Instead, we calmly shook hands and I released you, though I felt there was the briefest pause before you withdrew from my touch. You peered at my name badge and said, Sinjin, your name tag says St. John. My father's little joke. He said he liked the palindrome, although a purist would argue that point. Your puzzlement was exquisite. John St. John, I pronounced as it was written. Ah, you said, and looked into my eyes. I did not hesitate to penetrate your gaze. I felt I was boring into your mind, spreading your thoughts open before me. Perhaps we could talk some more a little later you could tell me all about i paused to bow my head and peer at the name tag on your lapel lingering over long to drink in the delicate pale satin sheen of the exposed skin of your breasts sarah weston of flight promotions i eventually finished your knowing smile was a treat my poor subterfuge was no secret and you seem to be enjoying my scrutiny. But of course, John, how could I refuse the opportunity to lay my wares before you? It was my turn to smile at your flirting. This evening, before the conference dinner, at seven in the hotel bar, I suggested. I look forward to it, you said, with a lopsided, saucy smile. I left the conference for the afternoon to catch up on some tedious work. All the while I was reviewing contract documents and drafting letters of instruction, I kept pausing to think of you, a pert little minx with great breasts. I took time to plan the evening and made some necessary calls. The sweating glass was cool in my hand, the dark honey colour of the southern comfort pale gold around the ice cubes. I took a sip and rolled thick, sweet fluid over my tongue. The alcohol burned a little on my throat and I watched the door in the mirror behind the bar. 
My reflection was a distraction, and I checked the fit of my black linen jacket and burgundy shirt. I liked the compliment the colour struck against my own coffee and plum skin. I didn't like to acknowledge my diminishing grey hair, and I had years ago shaved it from vanity to the smooth satin skin that reminded me of my eternal grandfather. He had returned to Jamaica when grandmother had passed, heartbroken that she had left him behind and gone before him. He had an air of happy sadness in that environment, which had been different to the depressed sadness when he was still here. I don't know why I thought of him now as I waited for you. Perhaps it was the young European woman he had living in his house when we last visited, before he died. Mother had clucked, clearly annoyed that he was with someone younger than her. He had just nodded to me in that way he had and languorously winked. A meat is sweet by, and she makes me feel young, he had said quietly to me.